this NFL conference championship picks and UFC two forty six edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. My bookie is your home and my home for the NFL playoffs. Use that promo code SGP and get up to one thousand dollars in free bets. MyBookie.ag promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid over at MyBookie. We're also brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use code SGP. For a limited time, both new and existing users get a deposit bonus up to $500 on your next deposit. Remember, that's code SGP, and you can get a deposit up to $500 only at DraftKings. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay per head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com. Slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. PropSwap is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com to find better odds than your local sportsbook. Plus, when you use the promo code SGP, you get a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. Ooh! Welcome everyone to the Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan, Real Dog Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Real Dog. I just I'm like to mix things up mixing there a little it bit. Up, huh? Ryan, Real Money. You changed your name <sighs> to Ryan to Real Money Kramer on the uh, Sports Gambling Slack, and I in turn uh, changed mine baby. to Stacking the Money Green. Trendsetter, and now it's created a cluster uh, F of my uh, Slack chats because I keep looking for K for Kramer, yeah, because that's how you were previously known, and now I got to go down to the R's and find real money, Kramer. I figured we'd go by our 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 hashtag Christian only given names. Uh, Why not, Sean? On this on this fine Wednesday. On the fifteenth day of January of the year twenty twenty, where I I come out yes on this and on this NFC slash AFC championship weekend podcast where I am wearing the ultimate receiver jersey <laughs> here to be your Jordy receiver Nelson. <laughs> the Ryan's about to receive some good vibes in oh, the form yeah. of uh, Mojo picks. Of course, we started things off. What a long journey it's been, Ryan. Sean, did you know this we, is a 15-year revenge spot for Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> really? Stay tuned for m- uh, well, many for more the, nuggets like that for the draft. Yeah, of course. And uh, we started the NFL season off. Legacy Stadium oh. had a uh, a live viewing event. We saw the Packers defeat the Bears. Yep. You were wearing your Jordy Nelson jersey because you had lost the lock <laughs> challenge to uh, to uh, Billy of the EPL and Fight yeah. Show. And so you had to wear the Jordy Nelson jersey, but then the, the Packers ended up covering. It was a really ugly game, but a good start to the hey, season. A win is a win is a win. I'm hoping to bring back that good juju because I ha- I did have a great weekend that first weekend, Sean. I I didn't. I no, hit I, that bet and then lost a bunch after. Uh, I wasn't talking about betting on football. Oh, we're just talking about yeah, living I, it up. I had a great weekend. No, I, didn't I, also, have, I did not have a great weekend betting on football. I had a great night betting on football. 
I had a uh, I had a great weekend. Brother was out there for his uh, bachelor party, but we'll be going back mm. to beautiful Las Vegas. Will we? Close to uh, locking down a little event live stream hang. Mm. Stay tuned for that. But yeah, if you're going to be out there for March Madness, the plan is for us to get out there Wednesday afternoon, uh, hang out Wednesday night, all day Thursday, all day Friday, and then get the hell out of Vegas early Saturday morning. So March 18th to the 21st. In beautiful Las Vegas, hit us up at Gambling Podcast yeah. if you're going to be there. I know we'll also be doing. Uh, we'll be hanging out. I think one of the days, at least Thursday, probably over at uh, Westgate. Uh, our boy Jay Cornegy hooked us up, uh, watching the games in that sweet, sweet theater setup they have there. I know we've already made plans to hang out with the Betsworths crew. Shout out to uh, Reed plans. Sean, you know, the <laughs> first rule of Vegas is don't make plans. Well, these aren't real plans. They're just basically, we're going to uh, watch games here Sean, for at least part of the day. Sh- the, the proper response is we're working. We're on, we're the, working. We're on the clock. My wife asked, sorry, honey. I got to go on a business trip business. What do you do? Uh, you know what? I don't know if I can call you tonight uh, for <laughs> bed girls. Daddy's got to work 13 straight hours watching every games. one of these 32 first half unders and making sure <laughs> I cash. God, uh, I can't wait. Super Bowl's not even over. Tradition unlike any other. We will be uh we're obviously going to be breaking down the conference championships. We'll recap yep. the divisional stuff first, but stay tuned. The return of Rich Slayton for the UFC 246. Conor McGregor's back and uh, I don't know what happened. We just drifted away from uh, talking UFC. Rich really knows his shit and uh, gives out a bunch of good picks there at the end of the podcast. So stay tuned for that. While we're while we're plugging the network, of course, the college experience as always. EPL show, the fight show, and Ryan McKee, host of NBA Odds Pod. If you've uh, been tuning into that, he just gave out uh, the Magic over the Lakers against the spread. Magic one outright. Markel mm. Fultz going toe to toe with LeBron James. Uh, uh, the just, curious case of Markel Fultz. What the hell? Of course, guy looks like a complete bust with the Sixers. They get rid of him. He's succeeding. Well, well and elsewhere. Sean, you definitely want to go subscribe to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network feed to get all of that awesome information. Especially this week, though, because the fight that we talk about later on this show, later when we have Rich on to talk about that UFC fight, Billy. Our our guy, our guy, get a little fiery on Twitter this week. <laughs> our guy, also Packers fan, so definitely pulling big for weekend for uh, Billy Bahate. Big weekend, but we he will need. Uh, is it is he our friend from across the pond? Because <laughs> normally you have the friend in the desert. That's a uh, Las Vegas, and uh, yeah. So <laughs> I, w- a, I would say yeah, he's our friend the, uh, across the pond. He yeah, uh, our, our British representation. Uh, yeah, I, he's going to be breaking a fight show. And I, I said a lot of words. He's got an EPL show. He's got a fight show coming up this week. Jam packed week for the network, Sean. Jam packed week for the network. And Ryan, we couldn't be doing all these podcasts. We couldn't be doing all these posts if it wasn't for our presenting sponsor, the Sportsbook We Call Home, mybookie.ag. Of course, as you know, Blackjack pays three to two. Oh, sorry, I got distracted there. 5k limits on Super Bowl futures. If you want to get in now, they're taking your action. You can already get in on these squares contests for the conference championships. Of course, UFC 246 McGregor versus Cowboy. Only one can be a winner, but all you guys can be winners over at mybookie.ag. Deposit withdrawal very easily using Bitcoin. Get that sweet, sweet cryptocurrency going. 
plenty of props, plenty of picks, plenty of parlays. You can do it all over at mybookie.ag. I'm sure we'll be giving out some uh, player props on the pregame periscope. Ryan will not be uh, able to make it. Hopefully, Justin Decker filling in for the conference championship, the Super Bowl. There's only three games left. Get in over at mybookie.ag. Use the promo code SGP for a one thousand up to one thousand dollar deposit bonus. My bookie. Jason Garrett is in New York City to hang out with. Uh, Why one. are we talking about this right now? Well, we got we're, we got to do a little NFL news well, we, and notes. We Ryan. are not a show that passes rumors. <laughs> we don't participate in the spin. This is a no spin zone show. There's no rumors. He is the uh, <laughs> he is the uh, guy they're interviewing for the OC job. Yeah, the offensive cheerleader position, (laughs) Sean. I've been crushing this one on Twitter. That's a solid line, Ryan. I'll give that to you. Thanks. It's any thoughts on Garrett as an OC? Kind of weird as the non-play calling head coach who gets fired. (laughs) So the the people that were employing you as a head coach didn't think you could call plays. You know, his experience is just something that the Giants organization really respects, and they can really see that as an asset. I could not call plays sitting behind. Well, are you serious? Why would why would you want anything about the last ten years of the Cowboys to leak onto the Giants? What about the last ten years of the Cowboys? Are you like, you know what? Go home and get your fucking shine box. John Mara probably has some shoes, Ryan, that could use a little shining. Uh, that's true. Is John Mara the the new Jerry Jones? Mm, wow. Certainly behind the times. Checks and balances. I don't think the Tish, I don't think Steve Tish would let it happen. He seems like he's a bit of a loose cannon. It's too attached to uh, people they should have gotten rid of. He All right, listen. If they hire Jason, Jason Garrett, Garrett what, what is do? is the uh, Eli Manning to the Giants organization. He was there before, backup quarterback. <laughs> you know, he's he's part of the family. Once a giant, always a giant, Sean. I think that's what they say. Well, okay. If you're saying that, then we got to talk about uh Odell Beckham giving out free money at the national championship. Odell, does it always have to be? That is a disgusting act. I meant to hit this. The Odell drop, aka the boat. About him, the boat trip, the boat trip that sunk the. And well, it's fitting because Mara was one of the original guys on the Titanic, probably right. He was the one like pushing out the uh, people in steerage class so he could get a life up. Odell always has to make him about himself. So annoying. So annoying. Is it real? Now we're gonna have to investigate whether the money's real or not. They should be paying the college athletes. Just uh, <laughs> that tweet. What an that annoying tweet news great. cycle. That tweet was great. Um, NCAA to investigate if Odell was giving <laughs> out real cash, and then it's like both coaches in the national championship game to receive million dollar bonuses or whatever. Yeah, Odell definitely gave out money, right? Yeah, I mean, there was video of him <laughs> giving it out. He did it on video so that everyone could see him do it. What is there to investigate? The fact no, that they have he was to, trying to recruit some more fuck boys. The fact that they have to investigate just shows how insane the NCA is. I've concluded my investigation. <laughs> it was real money. God, what's such they're just such such fucking idiots. Speaking of fucking idiots, let's let's get to the game recap. Starting off with the only game I did not get correct when it comes to ATS picks. Okay. You like that? You like that? I did not like that, Kirk. 
Captain Kirk and the Vikings catching seven points in San Francisco. Thought they would have a little bit of a mojo. Again, we did uh, we did hit on Jimmy G. Will throw an interception. San Francisco uh, throwing the first interception. Those were two of our props that hit. I don't get it. They kept picking on that cornerback for the 49ers Witherspoon. Very strange. Diggs had that sweet touchdown where it wasn't a great throw or anything. Kirk just chucked it up over there. He made a great play on the ball, ran into the end zone. Why would you not keep going oh. after that guy? Instead, they just kept giving it to Cook. Clearly, the 49ers run defense was just clogging everything up. Sean, football is a complex sport. It takes guys like Andy Reid. <laughs> takes guys like Freddie Kitchens. Well, now Dave Gettleman pointed out that the top four teams in rushing yards so were in the playoffs. So maybe Zimmer is is living in that rushing yards, all rushing <sighs> yards matter world where you just gotta pound the rock. Regardless of just it's not working. The most concerning it's not working. Stop it. The most concerning thing about Gettleman's statements are that Gettleman's allowed to talk to the media. Yeah. That was really if Alright, I get it, dude. I, I get what you I, I understand what you're trying to say. Like you're trying to do the I told you so. And I'm sure if you wanted to talk now, he'd be like, look at Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is the single reason that Tennessee is in this position. But you know, if I'm the Mara family, maybe we just don't let him talk for a little while. Maybe <laughs> we try to repair the PR. Like, just let's just let's just see what this new coach this new coach is dropping all the right sound bites. Let's just like all rise, Joe Judge. I mean, so nothing nothing crazy to take away from for me for this game. What I do think happened was Jimmy G. We kept waiting for these games for him to get exposed, and I felt like he kind of got exposed. But to Shanahan's credit. He just said second half we're not letting Jimmy G throw the ball. And he had 19. I mean, this was like early in the season where they took the ball away from Kirk Cousins and just pounded the rock with Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Jimmy G completed 11 passes and uh, 11 of 19, he threw one interception. He could have thrown more, I I think. There were definitely some close calls there. And it makes just, you wonder. They how. just gave the ball to Tevin Coleman, twenty-two for yeah. one hundred and five and two touchdowns, and they schemed up a great game. Uh, yeah, no, I think they took advantage of the rest disparity, and I think you know we. I willingly disregarded the fact that this Vikings team was not the same team on the road outside, and they were just the same old team on the road outside. I, I would say uh, hard to imagine a world where Jimmy Garoppolo can complete 11 passes and have a chance to beat Aaron Rodgers. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean yeah, what are they going to Well, we'll get to that in the second, Ryan. Let's move on to the next game here, and that of course is the matchup between the Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> Now, I get I picked Tennessee plus nine and a half. We both had the under correctly at forty six and a half. You unfortunately were on Baltimore side. Now on Twitter, the night of the game, yep. I threw out a monster money line that yep. is Tennessee plus three ninety five. Couple of things that really sold me on the money line, and a great reason why you should follow at Gambling Podcast. These late breaking gut, my gut. I was on the treadmill actually, about to leave for the game. Get back, getting get in my spot, and my gut was rumbling, Ryan. It was rumbling, and my gut was talking to me because 
uh, known mush friend of the program, Scott Bowser. Oh no. He had, he had Ravens futures Oh no! and he texted me saying, I guess I should probably hedge with Tennessee Titans, but there's no way they went outright. I'm not even going to waste the money on the hedge and just alarm bells are going <laughs> off in my head. I'm like, oh, oh my God. Then another uh, actor friend, comedian, super funny guy, not a giant sportsman by any means, Nick Rutherford writer for Rick and Morty. So I'm sure there's some uh, former SNL guy. He tweeted me again out of nowhere saying, can I get in on this Ravens bet? What do I got to do? I explained how to go to my and use a promo code. SGP. <laughs> Definitely what happened. And that again was like, Oh my God, that they're coming out of the woodwork to say, to tell me that Tennessee money line is the play. And that's what I did. Lamar Jackson. They forced him to throw outside. They forced him to make some throws that he just couldn't. He, he just couldn't make some throws. And it's like this, you have to either be all in or all out on Lamar yeah. Jackson. There's no, there's no sort of middle ground that can, because he, he's become like the, he's become the plastic straws, yeah. right? Where it's like, you can't Whoa. have, you can't, you can only have a plastic straws are destroying the environment yeah. and you should get rid of them. They're killing sea turtles Very or, binary. or Hey, you stupid fucking libs. Give me my plastic straws. There's no middle ground where, yeah, he's uh, he has a very good skill set. He deserves to be MVP, but yeah. there are we saw it in the Chargers game in the playoffs. We he, he has flaws that if you catch him on the right day and game plan around him can be exposed. Sean in the National Football League, the postseason is a collection of one game seasons. Limited sample size. The small sample size allows crazy shit to happen. Yeah, and and Andrews let that uh, let the ball bounce off his hands, and, and get that first pick, and that was kind of the momentum swing. But again, and the Ravens threw the ball fifty nine times. That's not how you win with Lamar Jackson. Now Lamar Jackson made a bunch of great throws uh, this year, and another cute. reason why I like Tennessee. One of the props I gave out Ingram under seventy four and a half. They they basically yep. all but said that guy was not right. I don't know how I was still able to get under seventy four and a half earlier in the uh, week. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, uh, unfortunate for my my Ravens future. I didn't know that uh, Mr. Scott Bowser shared my opinion there. <laughs> uh, also, just like this Titans team, they just got something going on. It's that we it's that team. They're the team this year. They're the team that just appears. Someone like, compared Tannehill to Nick Foles, 2017. Okay. I, I think the difference there is that 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 was a very good team in the regular season. That kind of it's true. made a miraculous. But also run. the Ravens are the Titans two and four. Uh, you know, and then Tannehill comes in seven and three from then on out. And then so now nine and three. With two road playoff wins, uh, I mean, look, two things happened. We challenged the Titans to be great. <laughs> Their coach said he would cut off his dick if he. Those was two forces combined. That's all this is. Now, sure, you can get in the way of it this weekend, or you can just enjoy the ride. Uh, I'm done. I'm done getting in front of the buzzsaw, Sean. Ying. <laughs> Just Derek Henry. That buzzsaw's coming from Mike Vrabel's dick. 
that's an amazing visual. Just imagine, that? imagine him working at some uh, logging company. There's a lot of accents on the logging. Mike Vrabel just comes up to the circular saw. No, coach, what are you doing? Uh, I mean, and, and notice, coach, that we're comparing your dong to a, a massive tree. It's a compliment, so. <laughs> and like you said, he's married. He doesn't need it. Guy doesn't know uh, about healthy male. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know about that stance on not needing it. I I don't understand that, but Ryan, I need it every day. <laughs> uh, that seems excessive. Uh, you know. Co- a couple times a week, I, I'm feeling pretty solid. <laughs> Baltimore, uh, the Ravens, should. they stacked the box. Yeah. Speaking about stacking, yeah. stuff, while we're talking boxes, one eight hundred five eight hundred Tom Likas, healthy male. Baltimore, they stacked the box. Yeah. 67% of the time they had eight men in the box against mm. Derrick Henry. That did not slow him down. Normally, I think the stat was he sees a stack box like that. 37. Oh God, now I can't stop <laughs> laughing when I hear stack box. The slot. How's the slot? 67% oh. of the time they did it. So they 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 loaded up even 30%. And Ryan Tannehill is a guy that can place the ball well and man on man on man coverage. You know, man to man coverage. Like that Jody Smith ball. That that forty yard bomb, like when they got that ball back the yeah. second time, and he just stepped back and just chucked a forty yard touchdown. It's like, oh dude, they're winning this game. He he's sneaky fast. He yeah. has a strong. He throws a nice deep ball. I mean, his problem was never that he didn't throw a nice deep ball. So now you give him a running back, and you give the Titans the ability to basically say, totally, just don't fuck this up. And uh, he's getting it done, you know. I, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of fun stuff that can. Ca- I was, I was reminded today, Sean. The Super Bowl is where Miami. <laughs> Wouldn't that be some shit? Beautiful Miami, <laughs> Florida. Yeah, right. Ryan oh, could there be anything worse <laughs> for the Miami Dolphins? You think Ryan Tannehill is gonna have a big game this weekend? You're not alone. I picked him in my DraftKings lineup. You can check out that podcast. Myself, Crame Dog, and uh, Chris Giordani, writer for the Sports Gambling Podcast.com, DFS expert. We all gave out our lineups for DraftKings.com because we're all, not only are we endorsing it on the podcast, uh, first off, if this is your first deposit over at DraftKings, use that promo code SGP. You got a chance for up to $750,000. This weekend, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars for DraftKings over DraftKings.com, the leader in one-day fantasy football. I know what you're saying, Sean. I'm listening to the sports gambling podcast. I'm already with DraftKings. I have a DraftKings account. I heard the story about you winning two hundred grand. I'm trying to beat you and one day win the millionaire maker myself. What does this promo code do for me? I'll tell you that. What? A sweet deposit bonus. That's right, up to five hundred dollars. For new and existing users, up to 500 bucks on your next deposit. Use that promo code SGP, minimum $5. Why would you try and deposit less? Deposit bonus requires a 25X playthrough. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details and see sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We have a bunch of uh, awesome DFS articles, daily fantasy stuff going up. We'll be doing some showdown slate lineups to help you guys. Get paid over DraftKings.com. Promo code SGP. I'm over on the Derrick Henry Wikipedia page, Sean. Yeah. How many times can you throw up 225? He's he's got 22 reps. You got him beat, right? On the E gym? 
I could do two twenty five on the Egypt, not twenty five. I could get it up once. Oh, once, not twenty two times. Probably I'm, not. I'll be I'm honest. more in the eighteen to nineteen range, so I'm right behind Derrick Henry. The only not- Derrick Henry's hair, that one giant uh, dread, is unsettling to me. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I, dreads to me. Whoa, dude, you're a Penn State <laughs> alum. You got to be careful judging people's hairstyles. Dreads to me look way more badass when you have that giant when they're all separated. The the one dread it doesn't look as cool when he's running. For the uh, episode photo, though, Ryan, I have a yeah. The guy still looks like a he's got a little gut on him. There's a, there's a photo from the Ravens game where his shirts up and his guy's gut dude. hanging out. He's just but he's just he's running like a fucking beast. It's it's old school football. It's fun to root for. It's fun to watch. And his postseason career, he has 99 carries for 561 yards. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and I gave it out on the DFS podcast, but he just set a record for the most rushing yards last eight games, over twelve hundred yards. It's insane. Houston, they set a record, not a great one. Gave up a twenty-four to nothing lead to the Kansas City Chiefs at home. Chiefs covered. We both had the Chiefs and the over. Casey minus nine and a half. Bit of a sweat. I'll admit it. It was my lock. Bit of a sweat though. Down twenty-four nothing, and man. There were some tight buttholes <laughs> in Kansas City on that day. Shout out to the uh, the Chiefs fan. Did you see this story, Ryan? The uh, what story is that, Sean? The Chiefs fan who uh, live streamed himself leaving the game. You know, got really nice tickets. Whatever. He's a huge uh, fan, and he left the game in the middle of the first quarter. And his name is. Uh, Big Chuck on Twitter at C Pen for the win. Uh, he left the game at the first quarter because he thought he believed he was cursed. The comeback began. He actually he follows uh, he follows us on Twitter at Gambling Podcast. So shout out to Big Buck Chuck is his uh, Twitter handle name. Seems like a so cool he dude. left and he assisted the team. That's got to feel good. That, that feels powerful. And, and I, he can say we right. Oh, he can say weed. And they t- they hooked him up. They uh, now like all the local Kansas City business. They got him a big screen TV. They got him set up with some drinks and some food. They're like, stay here for the game. Yeah, whatever you do, don't step inside the stadium. So it makes me think that the Chiefs fans, the Chief Nation, Chiefs Kingdom, they're aware of the mojo. They're doing everything they can. Uh, big Red, is this the? I would like to see. Yeah. Out of all these teams, I, I would like to see the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. I don't know if it's going to happen, but um, I mean, they really turned it on, and and you saw why this offense is it has gotten so much press over the years. I mean, really, it was like it was Lamar's year this year. It, Mahomes injured, not as insane numbers as the previous year, but then he comes in and has this game. How much do you blame this game on on Bill O'Brien? I like to make fun of Bill O'Brien. Sean, I left the I, I left my house. Like so, this is no bullshit. You witnessed this. It was yep. twenty four nothing. I left the house. I was there. It was just me and my tin of citrus skull hanging out I, watching I the game. I got back. I didn't look at the phone or anything. Forty one twenty four. I there was a forty one to zero run while I was gone. Yeah. Pretty How wild. is that possible in the NFL playoffs? The show, I mean, th- this this is so such a classic Texans move. Uh, good news for the Texans; they now have a little diversity in their divisional round losses. No more thirteen seventeen. 
Bill O'Brien, just a classic doof. I went back and watched the replay. Dude. Andy Reid just murdered him. Well, Andy and- Reid destroyed him. When, they were running Hardin, the same play over and over again. Yeah, when Hardman got that kickoff return, you could feel the energy in the building. Yeah, it, they just it, like they the, just needed that jump start. I, 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 I was sitting here when he didn't go for it on fourth down. He should have went for it, and I and I see why you wouldn't go for it. The the fake punt, it didn't really bother me as much as other people because what they did, they messed up in the execution of the fake punt. Uh, I think they pointed out in the broadcast. Kudos to them. On a fake punt, you snap it right away. You don't give them a chance to sniff it out and adjust, which they did. Yeah. But that dude made a great tackle, Sorensen, and then he was also the guy who got the uh, fumble. He uh, had his head on the ball, so Sorensen was kind of the MVP of this uh, of this turnaround. I don't mind the fake punt; like it, it caught the Chiefs off guard for the most part, except Sorensen. Sorensen just made a great one-on-one tackle, so I I don't really hate that. I do hate that punt. I never like punting on fourth and inches. Uh, you should just know how to run a QB sneak. I, the Ravens don't know how to run a QB sneak. Did that weird sideways QB sneak? Don't overthink it. Or if you're going, there's two options: do the traditional QB sneak right up the middle, or if you're the Ravens, go five wide and just have Lamar run it off five wide. Like there's, yeah, I don't know. How so, frustrating is it that the, the 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 offensive coaching staff for Deshaun Watson? For Russell Wilson, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, to some extent in this game, just they have no idea how to use the weapon they have. Yeah, you have Deshaun Watson, and you can't can you don't know what to do on fourth down. It's really, weird. it's weird. He almost ask any eight year old that plays Madden; they know B- what to do. Bill O'Brien roll remote. out, yeah, throw pass option. Deshaun Watson's not going to slide short of the line; he's going to dive for it. He's a baller. I it, this is remarkable. This was a remarkable outcome. How do you give up 50? You're up 24 to nothing. You didn't just blow the game. You blew the game and then got blown out. It was I I can't recall a NFL game, let alone a playoff game where it goes from blowout to close game to blow out the other way. It, it was an insane swing. Yeah, uh, I mean it, I don't know. Maybe the, the maybe you're right. Maybe the Chiefs were just tight. The instead of trying to play through that that stomach bug, finally bit the bullet, went back to the locker room, took that nice shit, and came out and was <laughs> was ready to go. That was that. That was that. Well, you you, you perfect transition here to the Seattle Seahawks, <laughs> Green Bay Packers twenty three twenty eight. Uh, Green Bay covered the minus four. We were on that. Even even the four and a half. If you got it late, still covered. Uh, Basically came down to Seattle <laughs> not hitting that two point conversion. Man, but why did we have to sweat? We did. And why? Well, because Fucking Green Bay Russell. got up early, and then Russell Wilson does his Russell Russell Wilson routine, and it's crazy. The Seahawks fans are like starting to hate Pete Carroll now. You go on Twitter, Seahawks fans have turned on Pete Carroll, and you look at Pete Carroll, the run he's had here in Seattle is insane. But I understand as a fan. Why you'd be so frustrated? Like, you keep running Marshawn Lynch for no yards, and you have Russell Wilson. Like, let Russell Wilson help you. Let Russell Wilson. It, it just makes no sense. Since 2012, since he took over, they've only their worst season. They had one nine and seven. Other than that, uh, three ten win, 
12 win, 13 and 11 win seasons and a Super Bowl. Like what? He's had an incredible run, but people are just so pissed. Well, I mean, I guess he's you had could 11, argue- 11 playoff wins since 2012. That's that's an insanely good record, yeah. but you can see why you're so frustrated. He's as an a old, fan. you know, he's an old guy, so it makes sense that he's what kind of offense he's trying to run. I mean, but the, he's also a new guy in the sense that he doesn't believe nine eleven happened. Well, <laughs> he's a new guy in that he's a motivational guy. Like he's a raw yeah. raw guy, and I think the players like him. I think the the part where the fans obviously aren't in the locker room, they don't see that clearly these players want to play. Clearly, Marshawn Lynch came back. Yeah. To, he had, to kick it with Pete Carroll, like uh, there's something there. He's so, a player's coach, which is great because it gets guys up for the game yeah. and gets the best out of your guys. But you can't do that. You can't. You can't. You can't go more than one play, two plays, without Russell Wilson having the ball in his hand and deciding what he wants to do. Tyler Lockett was going off. Marshawn Lynch, twelve carries for twenty-six yards. You just don't need that. Russell right. Wilson was seven for sixty-four. Let let's, him. Let's it, talk about this because we saw some great quarterbacks. I mean, I loved it because I was on the opposite side of it, and I hit my Jimmy Graham over two and a half mega whale prop. If you're starting a, a if you're starting a football team today, how are I? I have a hard time not selecting Russell Wilson. Yeah, I mean, if you're, I, I understand the Mahomes statement. Yeah. Like Mahomes is the one guy I think I'd have to think about. Uh, maybe Deshaun Watson, but Ru- Russell Wilson, what he does with this team, in spite of the worst offense, and, and Russell Wilson, you would say well, he, has, ha- he has receivers the clutch now. gene and oh the experience. God. It's it's more than a clutch gene. He's Could you imagine the Eagles? They almost drafted Russell Wilson. It, Russell Wilson in the Eagles, like he would, be, the city would have loved him. Andy Reid with Russell Wilson at quarterback, what could have been? Who did they take instead? Uh, I forget. I guess it was a third round. But pick, also, so. it was one of those things where it's like you know every every of, team passed on Russell Wilson, so you can't multiple really be that times. Busy. Same with like the Ravens passing on and, Lamar Jackson. And uh, Cleet Blakeman showed up oh. when it mattered most. Got a fa- <laughs> did not overturn. Even they, I almost freaked out because they came back with the we have additional footage, and even that additional footage, <laughs> like oh uh, wow, okay. <laughs> so remember the. Uh, so the dude that came at us on Twitter because of this hot take that there would be some shenanigans, there were totally shenanigans. Yeah, and and again, I should have went more in detail, but the way Blakeman does it, and if you've looked at these Blakeman Green Bay Packer ref games, look just watch the game, fast forward, or watch the regular broadcast where you'll see the react the reactions of the announcers who normally don't weigh in, but are like, I don't know what is this guy thinking. He doesn't do it. Early and he doesn't do it the entire game, but in the fourth quarter there are <laughs> going to be a couple calls yeah. that go the Packers' way, and that's how you really fix a game. If you if you did it from the the moment it started, it would be obvious. But you save it till the end of the fourth quarter where they need a couple close things. Sean, we need an in depth report on this. Yeah, kudos to uh, free free hooded sweatshirt to uh, any uh, listener who writes up a. Cleet Blakeman, Green Bay Packers, theory, proof, whatever. Three hundred words due on my desk uh, before the Super Bowl. Hooded sweatshirt <laughs> to you. Enjoy. Only three hundred words. Well, come on, Ryan. I mean, let's be honest. We're not. Are they're degens? They're not. You know, it's like four sentences. 
I mean, I, I love the audience. I myself, you know, I'm a fellow DJ. The big yellow one's the sun. I'm not gonna write a I'm not gonna write a novel on Blakeman. I'm just gonna say Blakeman. It's know. a very guilty name. It's a <laughs> borderline serial killer. If the chain doesn't fit, you must acquit. Oh, talking about Blakeman, talking about cook, crooked refs. Hey, if you're running a sports book, you probably got a ton of action on the Seahawks. People are talking themselves into the Seahawks. They're fading the Packers. But that's why you should probably open up your own sports book. Really? 2020, the year to see clearly. 2020 vision. And hopefully you have your eyes on making some more cash, starting your own business. You can do it over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. You sign up using that link over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. You can get up to six weeks free. That's already. And hey, as a gambler, make a safe bet when it comes to starting your own sports book. Ace, baby. Top notch customer support. I love a good customer uh, service interaction. It's going 24 7. Some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, they got you set up with a legit looking betting site. All the lines updated the second. Wagers graded immediately. It's a turnkey sportsbook operation. The only thing they're missing is you. So go over to aceperhead.com slash SGP. Aceperhead.com slash SGP. Okay, Kramer, let's do it. Let's talk conference championships. Conference championships Sunday, January 19th, 12:05 p.m. on the West Coast. The Tennessee Titans and Mike Vrabel and his very terrified penis head to Kansas City to take on the NFL's <laughs> girthiest penis, Andy Reid. Kansas City minus seven and a half, minus three fifty on the money line. Titans plus two sixty. 53 is the total. I I don't know if I agree with the total going up. Mm. If what you just, did it open at? I no no, I'm I'm simply comparing to the game last week against Houston. Oh, okay. Was uh, that 51? You know, let's just just that in a vacuum, the Houston total should be higher. Better offense, worse defense. Yeah. So I'm not sure why the total's going up, Sean. Do we know what the weather is going to be like out there in Kansas City? I would imagine it's going to be cold. I would imagine it's going to be Tennessee Titans type weather. Mm. Let me pull it up here, Sean. We got 22 degrees, not much wind and clear. Looks like it's going to be a nice afternoon day in Kansas City. Local time at kickoff, Sean, 3:05. Are they are they central? So 2:05. Yeah, I uh anyway, back back to the seven and a half. It's a it's a just an absolute darling number. Uh what are we seeing right now with the dollars and the tickets? We're seeing sixty one percent of the tickets. We're seeing fifty six percent of the dollars on Kansas City. As far as the total, sixty four percent of the tickets on the over, but only eighteen percent of the dollars on the over, mm. Sean. So uh, a little bit to that point of that number feels like instinctually that's a big number. I don't understand why it's two points higher than last week's total. Uh, what else? What else, Sean? What else? Well, I, I'll start this off with the as as far as totals. I, I'm going to an alternate total mm. already. Give me. Let's see. There's a couple I'm finding here. These alt totals. 
I'll start off with an alt total of <laughs> under 46 Whoa. at plus 230. Lock that up for a prop. Wow. That's and a low number. Aren't if I'm you going a little low, worried? Oh, yeah, I'm worried. But Ryan, this is a gambling podcast, okay? <laughs> when you're throwing out Tennessee money uh, line, you're believing. Are we doing picks again? We're doing that thing again, huh? What, where we pick the games? Oh my god. Every game? Every game. Don't when do we get a break? We've been doing this for years. Right. I I don't know what you're getting at. Ryan's ready to retire. Uh, not me. Uh, all right. So I'm not ready to retire. I announced earlier. I heard I'm yeah, I don't even know why we should just we should just delete this segment from the podcast. I told you I'm not picking anyone but the <laughs> Tennessee Titans until I can't pick the Tennessee Titans uh, anymore. Yeah. Seven and a half? Are you kidding me? They are street rats. And I know what you're thinking. Well, Sean, is this where are you going with this? This could be controversial. No, <laughs> this is from our coach Mike Vrabel, who calls his guys street rats. Why? Because they're scrappy. They're ugly. They're grinding it out there. No one wants them. They were shoot out of Miami. No one thought. Everyone said, uh, "What? You can't be an Alabama uh, running back, right?" Yeah. Uh, Derrick Henry believes otherwise. This team. How has Derrick Henry gotten better at running the football over these past six, seven, eight weeks? Because Ryan Tannehill is at the helm of the quarterback. Mm. And that last game, Kansas City and Houston, a lot of the stat nerds, a lot of the non gut handicappers in the (laughs) world will say momentum doesn't exist. Watch that game and tell me momentum doesn't exist. Tell me, Andy Reid's giant butthole wasn't. Crushing a diamond, <laughs> you put a piece of coal in there. Fourteen carat ring would come no, popping no out. No one's gonna want that ring. The point is, momentum is real, and this Tennessee Titans team has tremendous amount of momentum. Chris Jones, the defensive lineman for Kansas City, who got a uh, who got injured uh, playing pickup basketball night before the game. How does that happen? You're just a cursed franchise buried on an Indian, you know. Your stadium's on an Indian burial ground. They did have a oh, super fan staying at home for the game. So yeah. I don't know if it's going to be an outright loss. But Tennessee Titans, this Titans team doesn't get blown out. At least this new look Tannehill led Titans team. Certainly there's some matchups that don't completely favor Tennessee. They don't normally do well against the tight end. Did pretty well against Mark Andrews uh, and, and some of the Baltimore tight ends. The public, I'm sure, is all over Kansas City and Tennessee. Four and one ATS, their last five against Kansas City. Five and zero oh ATS, their last five on the road. Six and one ATS in their last seven against Kansas City. I mean, Sean, did you go back and watch Kansas the tape? City's hot too. But did you watch the tape? Which tape? When they played earlier this year. I think that is very much a possibility. A yeah. game very much like that. Thirty-five. I mean, 32. the difference there is Kansas City. Uh, they were missing a couple offensive linemen the first time, but I would say the real difference is the heat this Tennessee team has, and <laughs> and kind of just. I mean, they really have something going on. It's just that simple. Give me Tennessee plus seven and a half, and give me the under as low as you can get it, because I think All this right. is an ugly, ugly game. Let's break it down. Uh, let's start with what the NFL wants. Does the NFL want Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill? Does the NFL want two weeks of talk about one of the head coaches' dicks being cut (laughs) off? Yes. Does the NFL want the Tennessee 
television market. Well, and and worth noting, or does the NFL want Showtime Mahomes? Showtime Mahomes. Andy Reid, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, S- Steve Spagnolo. The hits just keep the proud, honey. Ba- proud parent Tyreek Hill. <laughs> proud parent Tyreek. I feel like the powers are are against this buzzsaw in this spot, right? Come on, the Titans aren't in the Super Bowl, right? Are they going to make this a game? They're not winning this outright. We we both agree they're not winning it outright. I'm not agreeing to anything oh yet, Ryan. Goodness. I haven't given out my dog for this weekend yet. It can't keep happening, right? No, you know, let's do it. All Ryans must stick together. <laughs> I mean, look, this is the this is the exact matchup that Kansas City's terrified of. A team that can tell you they're going to run the ball down their throat and they will be able to run the ball down their throat. They had it they had a scare and they bounced back because they were going against one of the worst coaches in the league. Mike Vrabel for as much as we've joked about it. And, and I don't still quite don't understand the idea of cutting off your dick to win a super bowl, but he appears to be a very good coach. A, 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 he's a lot of things that bill O'Brien isn't. And I, I do believe if they can, if they can avoid going down big early, this game will come down to the fourth quarter. This game will come down to wanting to tackle Derrick Henry yep. in the fourth quarter. And oh, by the way, I mean, God help us, but I, 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 someone is going down in this game for the Chiefs. I have a bad feeling. I'm going to take Ryan Tannehill. I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans plus the points. Give me, uh, and also give me Derrick Henry over 106 and a half. That's insanely what? high, but this guy, he, he just gets this, right? He, that's a big number. That's a very big number. Yeah, and he's a very big man who's done it eight games in a row. I mean, you can try and get cute and 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 complain and and think that this Spags defense that has hearts of champions that let up thirty-one points against the uh, Texans. I mean, what was a lot? I mean, sometimes shit just doesn't make sense, and sometimes okay, since football becomes about a team since November third. He's gotten <laughs> over a hundred yards every time except once. Uh, no, I, I, I don't know how you play the under on that. I'm just saying that's a very, very big number. Very yeah. big number. He's a very big man. Last three games, 211, 182, 195, all on the road, all against who's whose defense is better at stopping the run? The Ravens or or the Patriots or the Chiefs? The Chiefs, Sean. Who's getting an extra day of rest to let to ice down those monster thighs and giant gut of his? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think when you look at Kansas City, the 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 main thing that pops off the paper is that 29th ranked defense against the run according to DVOA. That is not good. It, even the, the what you'll hear people say is, oh, well, they, their defense has improved. Their defense has improved. I don't think their defense has improved against the run. And we're going to see a team that's going to commit to the run. Unlike the Houston Texans last week, who, as we, we, we mentioned, they completely shit the bed here, man. It, it's so crazy to me that the week we're, we're going to see the tennis. We have a chance, 
Sean to see Ryan Tannehill in the fucking Super Bowl. Talk about devaluing the Super Bowl. Yep. Well, it's totally going to ruin Eli's. Uh, Any MVPs. props you got there, Kramer? Uh, I mean, I would say if the Titans fall behind, they're going to have to start throwing the ball. Do you like AJ Brown? Do you like Jonu Smith? We threw out Ferkser on the DFS show. Mm. He's a guy that's going to have a, he, he could be a, a half a catch guy, right? Yeah. So Ferkser over catches. Uh, but I, I would, I would say let's, let's zig a little bit here. AJ Brown didn't do much last game. I'm not going to attack the, the catch prop. I'm going to attach the attack. The yardage prop Okay, John. AJ Brown over yards, <laughs> over yards. Let's get to the next game. Let's get to the next game. NFC championship. Green Bay heads to San Francisco where Aaron Rodgers comes home, gets the revenge spot, all of the above. Niners are minus seven and a half, minus three sixty on the money line. Green Bay plus two sixty. Forty five and a half is the total. I read a quote, Sean. I was going back and I was reading about how Aaron, when Aaron Rodgers didn't get picked number one by the San Francisco 49ers and he had to sit there in the waiting room in the green room. Get a little flip phone, real they, sad. They wrote a story and they're like they're talking about how like the staff back there was all pissed off because they're they they had cleaned up all the other tables. But Aaron Rodgers is sitting there waiting to get picked. Uh, apparently, he holds that with him today. The table, the table, the chip on his shoulder. Well, I thought hatred I thought for that his family. Same, I thought that same thing uh, when I bet him the last time he came to San Francisco and got his ass kicked. Yeah, that was regular season. This is playoffs. Playoffs. Walter Football brings up a good point. The first time this team. These teams played each other. San Francisco was minus three and a half, and now minus seven and a half. Seven and a half? That they feels- were just minus seven against the Vikings. Are the Packers and the Vikings the same team? Well, a half point different, even, and that's on a key number. And and I think they did. The Forty ers did a great job of hiding, <laughs> um, of hiding Jimmy Garoppolo, and I, and I think the way you beat this Packers team. Is with physical running if you can do it right. The the their three losses were when teams were physically running yep. against them, but I don't know if uh, this 49ers team can do it. And and really, the Green Bay's defense has gotten a lot bre- a lot better since the first time they played. Of course, the emergence of the Smith brothers not related. Now I call them the Smith brothers. They're not related. Every <laughs> announcer loves to point that out. The 49ers they're just trying to take the ball out of Jimmy G's hands, and, and I think that's. It's not sustainable in a conference championship. Yeah, right. Um, it's weird. And and certainly, uh, you know, they don't have Derrick Henry over there. They don't have the exception. This is a stat I loved, and this is really, this is some, this is a trend. It's a very small sample size, but it's a trend that makes a ton of sense to me. And it was my logic when this line opened. Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. He's only been a dog of seven or more. How many times in his career? Uh, that number is small. It, it's probably something you can count on one hand. It is Ryan twice. twice. He's been an underdog twice of seven or more points, two and zero, oh, both times against NFC West uh, opponents in the playoffs. Covered the spread both times. One was that weird game uh, against uh, Seattle with the onside kick and that kind of crazy stuff. So he's going to be in this game. It's going to be close. Uh, give me the Packers plus seven and a half. 
There is the LaFleur battle. I, I think if you're San Francisco, the formula is pretty simple. It's their defensive line fucking up Green Bay's offensive line, which certainly could be the the end of it. I I, I just think Aaron Rodgers, uh, he's got enough of a history, enough of a pedigree. San Francisco does have the extra day of rest. Green Bay has struggled uh, a little bit with the tight end. You saw that uh, against Seattle and San Francisco, super hot as well, fourteen and three straight up in their last seven. And Green Bay has struggled one five and one ATS in their last seven in San Francisco. All that's floating around. Overall, Aaron Rodgers ninety ninth and sixty seven against the spread. He's a dude who just covers spreads. I, I and I, I think they're in this game. Give me Green Bay plus seven and a half. Wow, lots said there. My my first note is simply this, and I'm glad you brought it up. But how often do you get seven and a half points with Aaron Rodgers? Twice. Yeah, twice. <laughs> in the NFL seems like a good bet. Uh, and then let let's take it a step further. We see, well, oh shit, Green Bay actually has a better rushing offense than passing offense this year. And if there is a weakness to this Niners defense, it is attacking that defense on the ground. Aaron Jones, you know, it didn't make a ton of sense. All uh, people have been hyping him for years now. It feels like, and it never really made sense. This is what everyone was talking about. He looks the part. I heard a comparison to Terrell Davis that I thought was pretty interesting because there there is a little of that there, and I think he could be the kind of guy that can bust enough through the San Francisco line to give Aaron Rodgers those play action, let Devonte Adams go do do his thing because. As I mentioned on the DFS show, Sean D- Devonte Adams has a, has a half decent matchup. I think he could absolutely go off. I of course I like Aaron Rodgers. Of course I like fading Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> uh, what and, I, and maybe I feel like I'm also like just like I was blind to the Falcons at times earlier uh, years ago. Uh, I feel like this San Francisco team is really good, and I just can't see it. How are they going to beat Aaron? Ro- Why is this line so big? Well, and the other thing is with the Packers, the Chiefs and the Texans have the same. I mean, the Chiefs and the Titans have the same line. Granted, I think that you know. Oh my, we're the it, Packers. The Packers uh, and Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Ryan Tannehill could be in the Super Bowl, Sean. It could. be. We have a problem. Aaron Rodgers, to me, he's very good at picking on bad cornerbacks, and I don't know why the Vikings got away from going against Witherspoon, and maybe Lazard is the guy that you look actually in DFS. Yeah. But I think, I think he's going to focus on Witherspoon. They're not going to get away from picking on him. Maybe get away from Roger uh, Richard Sherman. But also, like Richard Sherman, that that interception Cousins threw like hit him right in the chest. So I, I don't know. I might be wrong here, but I don't think the Niners play a ton of man. But you can't play zone against Rogers. So. I I think this is a it, I think this game is not as so clear cut as many people are saying, and I think again I, I don't they were the the Vikings were seven point dogs the Packers are seven and a half point dogs none of that makes sense to me let's let's go let's go contrarian or is it is it contrarian that's the question it is contrarian Sean oh nice thirty six percent of the dollars are on the Packers. So I'll go. Uh, I'll go over on the total. Don't have a great feel one way or the other. Mm. Forty-five and a half probably feels right, uh, but I, I would skew one of these teams. will get to twenty-eight. The other twenty-four. It, it, that that's kind of what I'm. I kind of like the under actually. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a great feel for this total. I think the, other the floor will, will will run the ball, and 
I think the clock will be running a lot in this game. Mm. And I, I I'm gonna go under. So I'm gonna go for as far as props I like uh over Aaron Jones receptions. It's not out yet, but it shouldn't be crazy. What do you think it would set at? Two and a half, three and a half, three? Well, the last game it was two and a half. Yeah, so, so we'll three. say we'll say two and a half, maybe three, depending on where the juice is. I like him to be involved in the passing game. I'll throw out this long shot prop, Green Bay no, wire to wire win at plus six seventy five. Because I, I think there's a chance they score first and just kind of control the game, much like they did uh, against Seattle. I, I think they're a better team, actually. The more I think about it, I was gonna say I, I, uh, I kind of like doing the Packers win first half, Niners win game. Ooh, okay. As a, uh, especially if you like the. I, so Green Bay first half. Well, how San many Francisco how game. many games do we have to watch the Packers just take the third quarter off before we take advantage of this trend? No, they're horrible. They're horrible uh, second half. They take one they're of really the second, second half, half quarter. Lafleur just doesn't make adjustments. I, I don't know what it is, but and really, maybe the play is Green Bay first half. I, it's probably what at uh, you know what plus four for the first half, maybe uh, four and a half. Oh. Man, all right. All oh, right. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the Titans game, Sean. Let me let me pull up the correct game. Should be similar, right? Similar spread. You would think. Yeah. So four. No, it is four and a half. Four for the Ooh. the Kansas City. Yeah, four and a uh, half. Yeah, and they're a great first system. half team. So throw that Green Bay first half plus four and a half in my prop I, section there. I'd probably wait for the money line. That's okay. what I'll do. Yeah, you're right. I'll go Green Bay first half money line. So you're on that as well. Uh, and you like Green Bay. Well, you're uh, so similar props of Green Bay first half, San Francisco game, and also Green Bay first half money line. And you're said under 45 and a half. All right. Time for. I, oh, I, I'm playing. Happy birthday. I'm going over with the Adams props too. Okay. So both receptions and yards. Yeah, well, I mean, Adams. We'll play it by ear, but I'll probably yeah. Again, stay tuned at Gambling Podcast. We'll throw out all these, uh, you know, once they kind of go final, and of course, Lock Dog Tees. There's still plenty of show left. We will be uh, talking to Rich Slayton about the UFC 246. My lock, give me Green Bay plus seven and a half. My dog, the street rats themselves. No one believes in the Tennessee Titans except me. Hashtag tighten up Tennessee plus two sixty. Uh, not gonna do a tease, but uh, Kramer, what do you got? Well, I have a massive future on the Packers, mm. Sean, and I- I'm probably not gonna be adding to it by betting this game. It's just so hard. I I don't want to I don't want to be boring, but I, it's so hard to not lock up the Packers getting seven and a half points. It just feels like such a big number. Uh, so copying my, my lock, okay? I don't know where else I go. I, <laughs> there's I only two games. I, I, there's only two games, Sean. I'm sorry. Uh, for my dog, I fuck it. Let's go Titans. Tighten oh up. Oh my god. Tighten right. up. I, I don't know how else to play this. I can't jinx my future. If the Packers win that game, I cash a nine to one future on the NFC, Sean. That then turns into a twenty to one future on the Super Bowl. 
I know it's not going to go right, but that this is where I'm going. And and honestly, if I'm locking one of these props up, I I, I think you just have to lock up Devontae Adams over the catches. You know what? I'm going to lock up Ryan. My favorite prop of all, prop swap. That's right. Propswap.com is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Ryan, you're you're trying to figure out some hedging situation. Propswap.com, the uh, perfect place to hedge or buy someone's hedge. Take advantage of someone looking to unload a ticket and thereby getting better odds yourself. Uh, you're buying the bet from another person and not against the house, so there is advantages. There, you're you're cashing in on them looking to cash out. It's really just that simple. Last weekend, guy threw twenty bucks on the Titans to win the Super Bowl, three hundred to one odds in November. <laughs> Jesus, sold that ticket on prop swap for three five hundred fifty dollars. So he's cashing in twenty six to one. Meanwhile, the guy on the opposite end, he just got a ten to one ticket, uh, which is better than uh, no one else is offering Titans plus one thousand right now. They're they're only one of only four teams. Again, PropSwap.com, perfect place to buy and sell active sports bets. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, gambling isn't legalized in my state yet. I can't go to PropSwap.com. You'd be surprised. A lot of states that don't have legalized sports gambling yet, they do have. Uh, they are um, they're good to go over at PropSwap.com. And again, you go to PropSwap.com. You use that promo code SGP. You get a hundred percent match. Up to one hundred dollars, promo code SGP. Void where prohibited, and even even a special bonus to you, the listeners. Use that promo code SGP over at PropSwap.com. Send in the screenshot to podcast at Sports Gambling Podcast to get a free Lock Dog Tees T-shirt. That's right, a free T-shirt on top of a free deposit bonus. No rollover on it. It's just a hundred dollars you get to spend buying sports tickets. Instead of betting them at a sports book. Joining us on the line, announcer for the University of MMA, longtime uh, friend of the podcast, Rich Slayton. What's happening, Rich? Happy to be here, guys. It's been a minute. I have missed Ryan's mispronunciations. I've missed <laughs> Sean's uh, overexcited announcing that I'm on the show. It's really good to be here again. I like how he's giving me credit for the mispronunciation. Yeah, uh, admittedly that was I, me. I'm not great at English. I'm I'm at maybe an eighth grade level, but Sh- Sean is the name wizard. Yeah. Oh yes, ooh, this will be. See, it's Ben Song. I forget who's bad at what. <laughs> That's all right. Ryan did. We uh, love you too. Ryan did catch me uh, trying to pronounce some of these names <laughs> ooh, before <boy>. before <laughs> the uh, podcast got going. So I'm sure I'm going to have uh, plenty of screw ups here. He was like a singer. <laughs> me 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 me. I'm like, oh man. Me ma mo me ma. <laughs> I'm pumped. All right, we're gonna uh hit on some of the undercard stuff for UFC 246. And of course, breaking it down, uh the big fight, Conor McGregor and Donald Cerrone. Cerrone? <laughs> wow. That's an wow. easy we one. Didn't even, we didn't even get past the first name. I mean <laughs> McGregor, I call- like I expect you to get right yeah. just because you know of your trash background, but the rest of it is just <laughs> Oh, I can't wait for this first, the, the first fight on the card. I cannot wait to hear you try to pronounce these names. Okay. Oh. Starting off one of the uh, early fights we'll get to here. Alexi Olenek versus Maurice green. I think I did. All right. there, right. Uh, shockingly. You actually kind of nailed it. <laughs> uh, 
Maurice Green, no relation, minus one thirty favorite uh, against Olenek, a plus one hundred dog. I guess you could say they're pretty even money. The round a total sitting at one and a half, plus one fifty on the uh, under, minus one eighty on the over. What do you see here, Rich? What are you doing? Uh, well, on paper, there's a ton of reasons to avoid this fight, right? Uh, Olenek is a really talented submission grappler with 45 submissions over his 71 fight career. And he's crazy crafty, right? He's one of the most crafty guys in the submission game. He once got a guy, I think it was Victor Pesta by letting him take the mount. Cause he was stepping into an Ezekiel choke, which is like a weird forearm choke that by the way, I think that Alexi Olenek has only done, has done the only two that were ever in the UFC, but 45, that number of 45 submissions is also only three more of a number than the number of years Olenek has on earth. He's a 42 year old. <laughs> Man, off a 12 second KO loss. Um, and he's, he's gotten by. Okay. Here's the thing with Olenek. He's gotten by on his toughness a lot, right? Able to absorb a ton of shots to get in the position that he wants and go get that win. The question on Olenek is if he can still do that. Uh, uh 42 is okay. pretty old. I'm just going yeah, to, we've seen, we've seen Tom Brady kind of fall off the cliff here in the uh, national football league. I imagine there's a similar cliff for MMA fighters. How many guys are actually doing it still in their forties? It's different at heavyweight at, 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 you know, if you can't do a flyweight, you can't be a flyweight fighter, even in your late thirties, it's almost impossible. Uh, but for heavyweights, these old guys, you know, there's a lot of heavyweights who are past 40. It's actually not that uncommon. I mean, I think some guys have been pushing 50 on occasion. It's kind of crazy oh, shit. just because it's such a slow game at that level. And you're like, okay, cool. So you have old man strength and you can hug me up and wrestle me around. And Olenek's that kind of guy. The only thing is, does he get hit a whole bunch? And lately he's gotten hit a whole bunch. And that makes it difficult against Maurice Green, who, okay, not to be disrespectful, but to be disrespectful, Maurice Green is a six foot eight former fat kid <laughs> who started training in his 20s because he was over 330 pounds. And then when he got down to a slim trim 265, he <laughs> found out that there are very few men his size who are willing to fight for money. And that's how he began his fight career since then. To so be this, very this just into, sounds like an episode of biggest loser that got out of hand. <laughs> Sean, you know what? More, stumbled into an MMA career. You know what green's nickname is the, yeah. the, cro oh, yeah. the crochet boss. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's what? what he does in his spare time is he crochet stuff. Oh, this guy's a, this guy's already a legend. All right. I I'm uh that's all I needed to hear. Give me, <laughs> give me Maurice green minus one thirty. He he lacks the experience, but the age. I mean, thirty. He's only thirty three compared to forty five. I think that's big. And minus one thirty. I inherently lean to the dogs, but I'll, I'll dabble with the small favorite. Kramer, what do you Sean, I, uh, I I'm gonna slack you a picture of uh, a Linux right now, but just having his picture up on my laptop is making me <laughs> nervous for the children inside the house. I'm going with America. I'm going with the crochet boss. Sean, what was the price? Minus one third. Oh yeah, why not? Yeah, Rich, I mean, you might as well. Here's the problem: is Maurice has really low fight IQ. Um, it might be that might be double digits to be honest. Uh, he's not super experienced. Like 33 is a youngin in the heavyweight division, right? Like most of these heavyweight fighters, you don't find a lot of 22 year old heavyweight fighters. You find a bunch of guys in their thirties and forties. Uh, if Olenek was anywhere near just past his prime, like if it was close to just like kind of over the hill, it would be a no brainer for the Russian. We just don't know if he's past his prime or totally washed. So here's what I'm going to say on this one is, uh, taking greens on a bad bet. For me, this is fun. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put one unit on both Maurice Green in the first and Alexi in the first. 
because it's 240 for mm. Maurice Green and 300 for Alexi. So I figure I hedge either way. So really, I'm just betting that it finishes in the first, which if you go through these two guys' fight careers, it actually is pretty likely that's going to happen. Nice. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, yeah, you could either do that or just maybe just take the under on the one and a half rounds at minus 180. But yeah, I, I kind of like that strategy. I, it may uh, price out even a little higher there. I think I think it does. I don't know the math on it, but I think it does, which is why I went with that rather than the under. Makes sense. All right, let's uh, let's hop around here on the undercard. Anthony Pettis against Diego Ferreria. Ah, uh, that one feels good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you almost got there, Sean. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm really going to give you partial credit. Sure, I'll take it. Okay, you didn't, get the, you didn't get there was an F in there, so that's pretty good. <laughs> Faria, how would you say that, Rich? What am I doing uh, here? Fajeda. <laughs> okay, I'm not even gonna try and repeat the, that. The letters are different. Diego <laughs> minus two fifty favorite. Uh, Pettis plus one ninety five dog. Does Pettis have a chance here for the upset? Um. Well, at one point about five years ago, Pettis looked like the future. Right? He was eighteen and two. He had four finishes in a row. And he had a lightweight title defense. He'd, uh, I can't remember who he just defeated. I think maybe it was Melendez he just taken out. And then Dos Anjos uh, beat the brakes off him and showed everybody that the way you do that is by applying consistent pressure. And that was the first of three losses in a row. It's been win loss, win loss ever since. And Pettis, what he really excels at is fighting against more passive fighters who give him the room to t- take those big shots, like when he knocked out Steven Thompson recently. The problem is Fajeda is not that kind of fighter, he's an offense first pressure fighter who can grapple as well. So that usually lets him decide where the fight's going to take place. He can get out of control, which, you know, part of that is the pressure on Pettis. Part of that is an opening. And that might've been a death sentence against the Pettis of old, like the five or seven year ago Pettis in 2020, this betting line feels like it's right on the money. If uh, if is the correct call here, uh, minus two sixty five might be a little stiff, but it's worth a one unit bet. If you do want to scratch the itch, if you're, if you just have to do it, (laughs) Hashtag DGENs only. Yep. Yep. There we go. Take Pettis by the finish because that props at plus 375. Mm-hmm. And that seems way more likely than Pettis winning a three round decision. Yeah. Kramer, I, what are you doing here? Well, I was going to say that would be what I would, I would say. Does, uh, does fight go the distance, Sean? Yes, minus 150, no plus 110. I was going to suggest the no plus 110. Mm. Almost seems like it should be the favorite. Sean. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm looking at the over under uh total here at two and a half. Oh, do you have this? Uh, Ryan, is it so, is this correct? Is, is this the most recent updated? Uh, you know, I wrote it down a couple hours ago. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cause this looks uh, yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> you take you, you want that juice. Is that what you're leaning? I'm at? going back and forth. So the under is two and a half at plus plus one thirty. So you're right. I'll take a fight. Will not go the distance yeah, that's at the minus one ten. You don't want to get get boned in like the last two and a half minutes of a fight, Sean. Yeah. All right. Moving on. We got Claudia <laughs> Gadella versus Alexa Grasso. I think I did a decent job on that. Both these uh, fighters pegged at minus one fifteen. The uh, the over under here. Let's take a look at this. Over two and a half minus three hundred, under two and a half plus two forty. Rich, uh, which way are you leaning here on a uh, according to the odds makers, pretty even fight. And they're right. This is my don't bet it. This is my avoid it with a ten foot pole. Um, Claudia Gadelia should win this fight. 
but she's wildly unreliable. And that's what this betting line reflects. I'm telling everybody, don't don't put this on a parlay. Don't bet the straight up and down line. Maybe don't watch it. I don't know. Just <laughs> stay away from this fight all the way you can. It's uh, it's the third rail of of this event. So complete stay away. That's not going to stop me from. I I think you can. <laughs> I think you can maybe throw in. I'll do a slight play here on uh, under two and a half at plus two forty. Too evenly matched. Usually you're going to go the distance, but I think uh, two rounds that some one of these uh, women chokes the other out, knocks them out. It'll be fun. I'll, I, it would be something I would throw like a quarter unit on. So give me a little taste of the under at plus two forty. This is just kind of an outside. Hey, these are 115 pound chicks, Sean. Yeah, but nothing is ending early. This is going all the way on schedule, and that's why it's a crazy bet. And I wouldn't suggest it to the listeners. Like, However. Yeah, you realize I, that these two fighters could just take turns kicking <laughs> each other in the face and it wouldn't end. I really like uh, See now I want to watch. See, this. Sean, I'm really into Grasso's uh massive leg reach advantage, <laughs> five and a half inches. She's got two and a half inches with the conventional arm reach. Long cocks. She is from Mexico. I don't know. I mean, it's throw here, some out here. here here's my thing with here. here I appreciate the UFC. Very progressive. We got lots of women's fight in women's fights in the game, but I don't really like playing watching little dudes fight. Right? Yeah. There, there's only a handful of little dudes I've ever really enjoyed fighting, and those are the ones that could finish fights. I think with uh, with the women, it's like some of this shit. It's like uh, I don't need to watch this. But if you're telling me, hey, we're gonna watch it, I'm obviously gonna bet on it. I'm gonna take Grasso, and I'm also Sean gonna tell you. Juice it up a little bit by parlaying with the over. That's a stone cold lock. Yep. Okay. Take the over. I'm going to give you some numbers here, Sean, just to show how bad of a call you're making. In 15, no, in 16, 16 combined fights in the UFC, these two have only gone under the full length of the event twice in 16 fights. So you're saying there's a chance, Rich. I got to go against the grain. Everyone's zagging. I'm zigging over yeah, here. All right. Hey, congratulations. Have fun. <laughs> another uh, another female fight here on the undercard. Holly Holm mm. against Raquel Pennington. Raquel, uh, does she have a uh, what's her fight nickname? I'm I'm working on it. Pull that up, Kramer. I actually if, don't remember that one. Yeah, and oh. uh, well, Jesus Christ, Sean, you you knew it. Did you know? No, it I didn't. Of time? It, I was just Raquel Pennington has to have a badass fight name. Rocky. Okay, there you go. <laughs> oh, there well, you the go. Holly Holmes' fight name is actually way better. Yeah, the preacher's daughter. Oh, Jesus, that's <laughs> that is pretty solid as well. Uh, she actually is. Yeah, that's got to be an interesting sermon. The dad's just like, and go out there and slay them in the MMA battles. Holly Holm minus one thirty favorite against Raquel. Rocky Pennington, a plus 100 dog. The uh, over under for the rounds sitting at two and a half, but crazy juice on both oh. sides. Over two and a half on the rounds, minus 540, under two and a half, plus 390. So they think uh, this fight is not going to go the distance. Are they correct? And is Holly Holm the correct favorite, Rich? Uh, yeah, I think they got it right on Holly Holm. Here's the thing. Five years ago, she was on top of the world. 10 and 0, just knocked out Ronda Rousey in one of the oh, biggest yeah. pay-per-views of all time. Uh, the world was a oyster. And since then, Holly's two and five and coming off a really nasty beating 
from Amanda Nunez, like a real, like a career changer potentially. On the other side, Raquel Pennington is an unremarkable athlete and she has the record that goes with it. And that's pretty much the entire story of Pennington. She's, she's in a division. She, she's moderately marketable and she keeps fighting people. That's what her career is. <laughs> this will probably be a slow, boring fight. The bets fall in line with that. Um, but I think Holm is a, is, is a decent bet, both standalone and as a parlay. Minus 133 kind of feels like a steal, and I think that's mostly because of uh, of the fact that she's she hasn't been great against top-tier competition as of late, and what happened against Nunez. Raquel Pennington isn't Amanda Nunez. She's not any of these people. She is, again, unremarkable. Holly Holmes more talented, more physically gifted at minus 133. I say you go ahead and take her. You can even you can lay medium on Holly Holm in my opinion, and mm. you can probably parlay it as well. Nice, so pretty safe bet. I'm also I'm going to rock uh, your advice there. I'll go home minus 130. Can I caution you guys? Sure. Because sure. what's your what's your when, I, when I, uh, ha- I head over and check te- check te- out the the betting, Sean, and I see Ooh. oh, all right, Holly Holm getting 75% of the tickets. But I'm seeing yeah. 60% of the money. On Raquel, Raquel. Oh, so Pennington. you're saying some sharp money on uh, Raquel Pennington? I don't know what I'm is, saying. Or is it, or is it just the casual guy, the casual better, the casual fan? I don't like, think a casual better is making a bet on a Tuesday. <laughs> uh, well, on an undercard <laughs> fight for the you're UFC. Right. It's <laughs> probably it's probably late action. But Holly Holm, <laughs> even for a casual guy like myself, that's a name you know in your head. You're yeah. thinking, oh, okay, he took out a uh, the badass chick. Uh, if I you're think gonna maybe play that's Holly, what's driving yeah, it. Right? Yeah, if you're gonna play Holly Holm, maybe like you guys are saying, you can get Holly Holm by decision uh, plus one ten. Okay, yeah, I mean, if there's that much juice on the over, it's probably safe to t- take the decision. But, but I'll, goes, I'll just I'll just lay it at home minus one thirty. What uh, are you doing, Kramer? I'll, I'll be contrarian. Okay, you're give going me, Rocky. Give me Rocky, and I'm wearing I'm wearing the green. It's not for <laughs> Philadelphia. It's for the. The Green Bay Packers, <laughs> but there, there's some connection there. I ran up some steps today. Wasn't the li- wasn't any sort of special library or the stairs that Rocky ran up, but let's go with Rocky. So the dog's barking. Let's go with the your dog. dog. Slight dog. Slight dog. Rocky Pennington. I just like to imagine that Sean's actually laying his bets as we have this conversation, <laughs> and he's making so many fun, le- fun, terrible decisions. So yeah. Rich, something that happened since we've talked to you last, uh, we were doing a college football podcast and myself and Colby were having a deep conversation about college football. Uh, apologies for digressing. Sean's barely paying attention now. No, well you, Next had, thing the, you, know, you had the you did the spreadsheet and you mispriced uh the McGregor. You had McGregor as a plus two seventy. Well, we're talking about dog. something else. So we're we're having a nice college football conversation. Next thing you know, <laughs> Sean's computer goes, place your bets, please. I had I had logged on to my bookie.ag, great sponsor of the podcast, and I got inside tracking some online blackjack. During oh. my own sports gambling <laughs> podcast, in a, uh, a highlight of degeneracy <laughs> that knows no end. <laughs> I yeah. feel like you need to get like a like a tattoo of just hit, uh, of betting a twenty two on your arm somewhere. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, never go over, baby. All right. <laughs> Speaking of degenerates, this guy he's taking a break. Hasn't had a drink in three or four months, according to him. In spite of the fact that he has his own line of whiskey, personal dream for myself. Connor McGregor facing off against Donald the Cowboy. McGregor a minus three fifty favorite coming into this. The over under for the fight set at 
only one and a half rounds for this five round fight. It's not a title fight, but it, it, it has that feeling of a title fight. The over a one and a half is minus one thirty five. The under is one and a half plus one Oh five. So uh, they're saying this, uh, this could be decided early, which it seems like it normally benefits McGregor. I, I love McGregor just cause he's an Irish dude and talks a bunch of shit and it's fun for the sport. I, but I think there's, there's probably some value here on uh on the cowboy at, at plus 275 that feels a little inflated what are you doing here rich uh wow that's that's a really interesting in, interesting take on that one look let's talk about donald Cerrone for a minute right Cerrone is a really popular guy he's yep. an exciting guy he has more finishes than i think anybody mm. he's also lost all four of his title shots he's lost every time he's had a big fight lost to jorge masvidal lost to robbie lost to tony the, um, he's the, a professional fighter. The Andy Reid of uh, MMA. <laughs> he, yeah, I mean, he's a professional fighter and a talented joke artist. That's what Donald Cerrone does is he falls short in the biggest moments of his career. And he's on a two-fight losing streak, and he's covered in controversy right now because uh, people are finally starting to figure out that he might be kind of a redneck, which I don't know how they didn't lo- learn that earlier. Uh, <laughs> you add in what I call the Aldo effect, which is where Jose Aldo, who was the scariest, baddest man on the planet, who I used to joke about the fact that his sisters once threw him in a fire when he was a baby. And that's why he has a burn on his face. Cause that's the true story. So why would you punching him ever make him scared? And that's the build insane. up to the Conor McGregor fight ruined him. It wasn't the fight. It was the buildup. It got inside of his brain. There was too much attention and Aldo just totally lost it. Cerrone's been in under bright lights, but I don't think he's ever been under the scrutiny of this, t- of this level of you're fighting the comeback McGregor. Uh, uh, the other side of it for McGregor, it's simply a question of where he's at and does he have cardio right now? Like, yeah, he, when I, was I, it? When was his last MMA fight? I feel like it's been a long time, right? Uh, not that long. Um, when was the Khabib fight? I feel like it was like eighteen months ago. Is that right? Two years ago? It, two years sounds right. Yeah, two years sounds about right. Look, Con- Connor's the better fighter. He's the better fighter. He's long. He's rangy. He's dangerous. He's accurate. Um, it's really a question of if this goes late into later rounds, how in shape is Connor? I think he's got, I think Khabib's the Khabib fight actually more than anything showed that he's a better grappler than he was. And I don't think that Cerrone, I don't think Cerrone has the grappling advantage that maybe he thinks he does. I also don't think Cerrone is going to grapple this. I think he wants to knock Connor out because he wants to take, take out the big dog in a big way. And I don't think that benefits him. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised that the line is where it is. I think the line should be is only that where it is because of Connor's layoff, not because of the the skill gap between these two fighters. So and, you think uh, he should be a bigger favorite than even three fifty? Yeah, why is he not minus seven hundred? Like to me, I, this is like Anderson Silva or GSP back when they'd be fighting these like decent guys, but relative tomato cans, as you point out, Andy Reid's of the <laughs> UFC, who looks like a giant. I mean, how many can. times has Donald Cerrone been knocked out? Like that can only happen so many times before it just, y- your body just starts again. Conor McGregor is going to crush him. He's hungry. <laughs> he he's in again, minus 700. I'd be, I'd be laying Conor McGregor at minus 700. There's a lot of opportunity, Sean, for our clients to get down and make some sweet, sweet cash on this one. Yeah. This, this, this fight line seems like it's too close to me. In my opinion, I don't think they're giving Cerrone enough dog points or McGregor treating McGregor with the respect that his, his record and his talent deserves. Um, the straight lines at minus minus three fifty right now, the finish is at minus minus two twenty five. It's not even worth taking the finish 
because this could easily be a five round fight. It's very, very possible. I think the line might get closer as we get closer to fight night, just because that's typically what happens with a big fight like this one. More people start to start to lay on the dog and then it starts to move a bit. But even right now, take it at minus 350. If you can get this at anywhere near minus 300 or below, you're walking away with free money. Yeah. And I'm I'm looking, I'm looking at what's going on with the betting right now. And it does appear like money is starting to come in Mm. on Donald Cerrone. Uh, I, we'll see. Those Irishmen are crazy. They I, show up in big numbers. They'll yeah. be they'll be laying they'll be laying some serious cash on the ground. Yeah, but they'll be lay they'll be laying once they get there for true. fight week. You're true, yeah. right? So you have really up until midday tomorrow, probably like late midday tomorrow, to see if that line keeps shifting. And then, uh, you know, if if I mean seriously, buy now. But you might be able to get it at minus two ninety five, like minus two ninety five, minus two seventy five, if you're lucky. Well, here's the craziest part, Sean. This this fight has already been bet very heavily, and sixty one percent of the tickets are on Cowboy. So really? people are oh, okay. are itching on. Good. They are scratching that. Dog. It's a big enough dog where people are like, yeah, Conor McGregor ha- hasn't fought since October six, two thousand eighteen. He's rusty. He's gonna have ring rust, but. Like Rich alluded to earlier, there's a massive talent gap here. Yeah, I, I see this fight going McGregor's way, obviously, because he's from Ireland. But also, <laughs> a, again, I think he's a much better fighter. I, I do think what's going to happen in this fight is Cerrone tries to knock him out early. McGregor kind of defends him a little bit and then just slowly picks him apart with his boxing, his stand up game. And I think this, I think this actually goes, uh, almost a full five. Like I, I think what will happen is McGregor won't be able to finish him off in the late rounds, but he will be clearly winning the fight. So I'm going to say McGregor minus three fifty, lock that up. But I like the over uh, minus one thirty five, And I would even try I, I'm over at my bookie.ag right now. McGregor by decision is plus 800. I think that's not bad. I think that's a little bit of a long shot that uh, really has a chance of hitting. You're actually, I think you're really not making a bad call on that to a certain degree. Um, the thing to, th- to remember about this fight is it's taking place at 170. This is not a 155 fight. And we, right. we've seen McGregor fight at 170. He got tired once. I, th- I think he'll pace himself better this time around. Cerrone is also, you know, not a, not a huge 170 either. Like they're both uh, a little small for the division. But, you know, McGregor's, McGregor was underweight last time I heard I, the last interview I heard of his about a week ago. So, you know, it's, it's one of those situations like McGregor could make 155 for this fight easily if he wanted to, which is crazy. So that does take away some of McGregor's power and gives the knockout a lot less credence. The what's the over under at one and a half. You said, yeah, yeah. And yeah, take that over. Yeah. Yeah. I, and a lot of times it, it just seems like when these huge fights get that hyped up, there's a little bit of a hesitation where they don't want to lose the fights. If the ref, if it's close, I think they lean to keeping the fight going because everyone's there. When you get into these main event type fights, I think it just ends up leaning over, especially when you get all that hype, uh, all the attention. People are just going to want to stay in the fight, and uh, I, I think that always helps out a little bit with the over. Kramer, what are you doing? Well, I, I was just trying to think to myself, when is he? So we both, we all agree, this is going to be a boxing match. Yeah. Like or at least yeah, I'm on Cerrone is going to try to be knocking out Conor McGregor. If that happens, when has he ever lost a stand-up boxing match? He hasn't in the MMA. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he's lost one, one very clear one, and that was hey, people. People forget, even though it was finished on the ground, 
Nate Diaz beat uh, Connor. Oh, McGregor you're right. Yeah. He, he, he beat him up <laughs> real, real bad. That sucked and strong though. And, and that's also a legit, like top level boxer in the UFC. So sure. yeah. A, anyway, where, where I would lean into this is I, I actually think if, if Donald Cerrone makes that mistake of fighting on their feet, I don't think it's going to make the distance. But if he tries to play it smart, and as you point out, we could see. Con- I mean, I believe Connor fatigues anyway, just because he's going to be rusty. Uh, it's it, there's not many fighters we've some we've seen come back from a, a long hiatus and show no rust, uh, especially if it, if it drags into into the later rounds. I would say this, Sean. If you want to, if you want to have some fun, I would say play McGregor to win. In rounds four and five, mm. 12 and 22 to one. Oh, okay. All right. So you're uh, okay. You could also play the play. The fight goes the distance at four to one. I like your angle of Connor by the points, but I think what I'm going to suggest the 17,000 unit whale play <laughs> for this weekend. It's a baby fucking wheel, man. In honor of Jordy Nelson, <laughs> 87 unit play. Yeah. It just, just don't overthink it. Just, l- just lay up. Just, just go deep on minus McGregor money line. Yeah. All right, I mean, Rich, we're ballers here, right? Yeah, exactly. Rich, what are you doing here? Yeah, I think the, I think the minus three fifty is a nice line. I think it should be a little bit further. I think it should be more like minus four fifty, minus five hundred. Uh, I say that that's too. The the numbers are too good not to take McGregor there. All right, love it. All right, so for my lock uh, for the card, oh. I think over. In the McGregor fight at one and a half, I'd love it to at least get to that uh, second round minus one. You're locking that down. Yeah, I feel good about that. My my dog, my upset, my long shot is McGregor decision mm. at plus eight hundred. Kramer, what do you do? What's your what's your favorite bet of the uh, slate? McGregor, just Come McGregor on, minus three fifty. I, I know enough. after I watched that video of him being an asshole to that old guy <laughs> at the bar that I was like, fuck this guy. I'm not his fucking cunt. Of course, I'm gonna bet on him. Yeah, he he's fun. Uh, the UFC, you know, as the, uh, Dana White needs this guy. Like that's why he's fighting Cowboy, <laughs> right? Like Cowboy is the tomato can, right? It, he, it is. He's gonna make a good fight, but he's gonna lose, and that's what they need him to do. So Connor can step back up and have another massive pay per view event. So C- Connor gets it done. My dog. I mean, is it fair to give out a, a plus one hundred dog? Not much of a dog, right? Par- at least, at least parlay something you together. Me, you want me to throw a parlay out yeah, there? Yeah, something, something that people can get a little, a little bigger odds on. Uh, let's do, let's do Grasso and the over. Okay, Grasso and over, and the over <laughs> two and a half in that fight. Yeah. I'm assuming, right? Okay, yeah, why not? All right, Rich, I'll go to you. What do you? What's your favorite bet? Your lock, and then something a bigger long shot, maybe a parlay. So my lock and I, I kind of, I almost feel bad about this lock to a certain degree because it, it seems almost rude to the history of the great sport of mixed martial arts. But, uh, um, in the prelims on the ESPN prelims, Macy Barber is fighting Roxanne Motifari and, uh, Macy Barber's 21 years old, hits like a truck. And Roxy is a legend, a 37 year old, tiny oh, submission no. specialist <laughs> legend who, who, <laughs> hits like a soft wind. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure at this stage in Roxy's career that Barbara can avoid the ground and beat her up on the feet. Uh, and the, the line right now has Macy Barber at minus 900. Oh my God. Which 
Yeah. And I, th- I think that's actually pretty fair. Roxy's really sweet and really nice and really cool <laughs> and has always been someone where you're like, you're a professional fighter. And it's because she's one of those tricky sub submission girls. Um, but here's the fun part. If you switch to, uh, if you, if you switched on the, the Macy Barber fight and take Barber, I believe by finish, it's minus two twenty five. Oh, okay. so you, yep. you increase the odds from minus 900 to minus two twenty five. And honestly, I think that she's going to, I think she's going to beat the heck out of her. So I think that's a pretty, pretty fair bet to take. Nice. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm right now looking to parlay that with Conor McGregor. <laughs> I like, I like that. Yeah. Cause that you would almost, uh, you're getting a little closer can, to even money there with that. If pile. you if you want to hedge that minus two twenty five too, you can come back with uh, Ro- Roxy in with a submission for like plus twenty six hundred. Oh, so, okay. Hedge I mean, your bets there. <laughs> wait, what, wait. It's, you do no, not say it's plus twenty six hundred. No, no, plus fourteen hundred. <laughs> Roxy uh, by submission is plus fourteen. Yeah, that's actually the one of the. the you know what? On the same fight, <laughs> I'm gonna take that as my long shot. All right, okay. yeah. because that's the only way that Roxy wins this fight is if she catches like a weird arm bar or something. Because this 21 year old crafty veteran. But that's yeah. look. Think about that. You can lay two and a quarter to one, and you can hedge back with 14. Yeah, hello. yeah. Do that. Hello, free money. All right, Rich. Before we uh, let you go here, I know uh, you had some thoughts on UFC 247. I am so I can't wait till we talk about this like in depth when we get there. But uh, it's John Jones versus Dominic Reyes for the light heavyweight title, and this is one I'm personally excited for because, as you mentioned, top of the show, I was the play-by-play commentator for the University of Mixed Martial Arts. Rest in peace. Uh, it was an amateur fight organization in the Los Angeles SoCal area, and Dominic Reyes was our, I believe, our middleweight and light heavyweight champion. I called his first four fights. I saw him start as an amateur. And he's one of the few people I saw hundreds of fighters go through there. He's one of two people who I said had a real shot at the show. And not only does he get to the show, he's undefeated and he's fighting for the title against John Jones in February. I'm super, super pumped about that fight. Um, I'm curious to see what the line is when it comes around, because I'm, I think there are people are going to go. I think it's going to be really heavy towards John Jones. And I think that Dominic Reyes might end up being a decent dog pick when we get to that event. John Jones is minus four forty-five. Reyes plus three forty-five. Wow, that's way closer than I thought it was going to be, and that's—I think that's actually a pretty sharp. Uh, that those odds are pretty right on the money. Man, I love John Jones. I don't, <laughs> well, no hard. matter what he does wrong, I'll keep coming back. <laughs> He's hard to bet against. All right, hey, well, uh, next to party, but you know, so do we all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thank you for calling in rich. Uh, appreciate it. And, and where can people check you out? I uh, can go on all the socials at rich Slayton. If you play clash Royale, for some reason, the, the hit mobile <laughs> game, I'm the lead play by play commentator for CRL, which is their professional league. And I have a bunch of stuff about it on my YouTube. So look me up on YouTube, rich Slayton, and you can see more videos about that. And, uh, you know, hopefully you enjoy playing phone games. No, awesome. you, know, you never know. You never know. We are, Definitely a lot of dudes. I assume it's a dude laden game. So I mean, it's a game, so it's dude laden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's video games. It's, All right. it's not a Japanese dating sim. It's dude laden. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks as always uh, for Rich for calling in. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Sports Gambling Podcast for the Sports Gambling Podcast. I am Sean stacking the money green, and he is Ryan. Good luck this weekend, Sean Kramer. Let it ride.